Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Are recording. Recording. Yay. Yay! What's up, y'all? Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose, where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth, The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha, and I'm Justine. And we have a special guest who will be joining us a little bit later. Yay! We are going to be chatting with Diggy. Mm-hmm. He was from Rachel Season. Um, he went home week four. Very premature, I think. Very. He was definitely someone that we all wanted to see more of. Mm-hmm. He's very good looking. Yep. He can dress nice. Yeah. And We I, got to know him in his little his video. Little intro thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then he went home before we even <laughs> get to know him, so that sucks. Um, but then he also appeared on Bachelor in Paradise, mm-hmm. where we definitely got to know him a little bit more. Diggy also is... Probably one of the best live tweeters yeah, of the show. For sure. He's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so if you don't follow him on Twitter, definitely go and do that. And we're just super excited to have him. He's our first male guest. Yeah. So you know we're going to pick the shit out of his brain. <laughs> he was also on Rachel's season, which was a historic season yep. for many reasons. And so, yeah, we definitely dive into all of that. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. We also just want to remind you guys... To rate, review, subscribe. subscribe. If you are listening to us every day and you have not hit that five star, <laughs> oh yet, my gosh, please, please do it, and then take another three seconds and leave us a nice little review. Yeah, much appreciated. It just it gives us oxygen to do this podcast yeah, for truly, real. Truly, truly, yeah. guys, we need it. We need the uh, we need the energy, mm-hmm. and it comes from y'all when you say nice things for us. Yeah, so nice. <laughs> Woo-woo. Um, and we have... Oh, we have some church announcements? Some church announcements. <laughs> church announcements this week. What about your program? Um, we have a couple of emails. Um, we have Diane, Laura, Allison, and Anissa. All four girls emailed us telling us about how they've joined our community of bachelor watching crazies <laughs> and how they're happy we're around and all that stuff so thank you guys for the love appreciate you um yeah definitely continue to send us emails mm-hmm. and hit us up on twitter as well even though the show's not on we're still out here tweeting oh us yeah <laughs> every now and then mm-hmm. 
Our Twitter handle is the number two BLK girls, the number one rose. And our email is the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com. And so before we get into, you know, we got some, you know, Bachelor news. Mm-hmm. We definitely want to um, have a little chat about the interview last week with Lauren G. Yeah. Kind of give some of our takeaways. We do have to announce that Justine and I will be taking a two-week hiatus. Just a little break. Just a little break, y'all. I need oh to my breathe. <laughs> my eyes closed for long just thinking about the break. Two, we'll be back. We will yeah. definitely be back mm-hmm. with more goodness, but we'll be gone for a smooth two weeks. Yes. So um, that that's why we won't be around. Yeah. Sorry. So just, you know, catch up on some reruns. Yes. Stay tuned. Yeah. But stay tuned. <laughs> All right. You know what time it is? Oh, girl. <laughs> Lord, time for the <laughs> Peter and Eric update. Oh, jeez. <laughs> not sure how long we're going to do this. I don't know. Anymore, we might have to pick new ones. These niggas ain't doing jack shit. They don't do anything. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. Um, my boo, Peter. He's still out here posting them thirst traps. Ooh. <laughs> Justine messaged me one today. Y'all posted one today. <laughs> Woo. Justine always does this because she knows this is my husband. <laughs> Sends me a, I get a little, you know, a little notification in the yep. uh, the Twitter mailbox or whatever, and I'm like, oh, what's this? It's a thirst trap for Peter, <laughs> with an emoji from just a skull emoji, right? From, <laughs> from her. <laughs> He's looking fine as always. He's selling caffeinated gum, which <laughs> no one even I didn't even see the gum in the photo. No, it was like the gum. soft small in the corner. We were looking at them abs, mm-hmm. man, them abs. But yeah, that's it. That's Peter. Yeah. Um, Eric has been out here podcasting. Um, he had Becca M on his podcast. Oh. Where they talked about ageism. Shocker. Ageism? <laughs> ageism. God. She's still on that. I'm ready, oh, yeah. guys. It's not even I'm ready. Just like, don't say that I'm 22. Don't judge me. Don't being... judge me. I guess. I don't know that young lady, but it seems like that's her whole thing. That's the that's the thing she's riding with. Yeah, her whole narrative. And I feel like there's more to her. Yeah. I feel like there's way more to I her than just, I think we need to like, dead the age thing. Yeah. She's about to be on Bachelor in Paradise. For like, sure. Almost positive. And if they're still talking about the Becca being 22, or Mm-mm. she'll be 23 at that point, like, we're over it. Yeah. But, yeah. What up? Were they talking about anything else? Um, no. It didn't seem like it. And then... <laughs> Um, today, for next week's episode, he had Sheena from Vanderpump Rules. Ooh, that is my jam, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys watch Vanderpump Rules? That is my jam. And you know what? Every Ivy Leaguer that I know watches Vanderpump Rules like <laughs> crazy. Yep, right there. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's maybe so I should good. start watching. You should. Um, that shit is so messy. It is. Because they're old as dust. <laughs> And not one of them has their life together. <laughs> they barely have air conditioning in their apartments. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Old as hell. It's like season seven of Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. And they're still out there full-time hostessing mm-hmm. at Sir. Yep. And every now and then somebody has like a little hustle that they're trying to push, but it never gets off the ground. Like they are just like the worst at That's trying to turn thing. their reality fame into anything. All right. You have reality fame. Right. And then you just are still, still hostessing. Full time. Full time. 
Oh my god. Crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. That's my shit though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is. Sheena will be on the podcast. I don't know yeah. if we want to hear her and not see her. He's, he's taking away that element. He's like, doing some interesting people. He's I'm sure interviewing anyone he can get. Aww. I'm sure. Oh, Eric. Well, that mean, you know. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. He pod- has like a boss and stuff. A boss? Like, well, because he works for like a podcasting network. Oh, right, right, right. You know? So they have to source people for Yeah, him, and he has to, he's got to do it. Yeah. You got to book somebody every week. So. Interesting. Okay, Eric. Yeah. Still out here, though. Mm-hmm. We see you. Yeah. Um... In Bachelorette news, so we're we're, we're transitioning yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> no more Bachelor news. Bachelorette news. I got a lot of news. Um, so Becca was on the Ellen Show mm-hmm. and revealed that her celebrity crush is Michael Strahan. Yay! So I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know if she's ever dated a black guy. <laughs> Especially even. like Michael but. Strahan, girl. He's fine, but he he's corny. Fine. That's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a little bit corny, and seems a little. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so, so yeah, I heard that. I was like, okay, does, what does that mean? You're right. Because you know, when they cast for the show, they act like, what are you looking for, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, who's your celebrity crush? I'm mm-hmm. sure. So I don't know if this is foreshadowing for a whole league of black guys. Yeah, or maybe what. Um, I do have some info on that, so we'll okay, talk. okay. Um, so yeah, first little tidbit, and then so for like, this is a little tiny spoiler alert, I guess. Okay. So I'm gonna talk about some guys now mm-hmm. that are on the season. So if you don't want to know, skip ahead a couple minutes, I guess. So she on her cast has three professional athletes. No. <laughs> yes. The first what? is Colton Underwood. Relax. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. The, name, the name just scared you. He sounds like he drives a tractor oh, only. Yeah. He sounds like he's on Farmers Only. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Farmersonly.com. And then the Colton's like, they're like, yeah, man. That's <laughs> Colton Underwood, he's an NFL free agent. He used to play for the Chargers. Okay. He used to also date Allie Raceman. Nope. Who's that? She's the Olympic gymnast. In the US oh team. shit! Yes, big time. Oh. Um. So they dated for like a hot millisecond. Okay. He's on the show. Mm-hmm. Second athlete is New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Clay Harbor. Okay, Clay. Who is a brother? All right, Clay. He ain't my type. Okay. But... <laughs> All right. I'll have to Google him later. He, he's he's a red bone. You know we like oh, chocolate. Yeah. No, we like him dark, <laughs> burnt chocolate. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not bad looking, but he's there. He's like on the injured list right now, so he has some oh, free time. Okay. <laughs> so he's getting on the Bachelorette. <laughs> on the Bachelorette, according to Us Weekly, wow. he applied for the show. Like he no. wasn't even like sought out, according to Us Weekly, which you know, so right? No. But um, so he submitted his little application, like everybody. Like, That's terrible. Applying for a job. And then the third guy is um, a Harlem Globetrotter, Chris Staples. That's Black an guy. athlete still? The Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Hell yeah! Tell what they can do is like almost like dancers. Yeah, we're doing some crazy ass yes. shit on the court. Get out of here. And they play. They play. They do tricks and stuff. It's like a show. Yes. But they literally play basketball. See, I've never well. seen them. Oh, yeah. Live. Oh, yeah. I think of them as like Alvin Ailey, but with different <laughs> outfits. Oh, 
as an alien, who are athletes as well. No, they are so athletes, but say. they're dancers. Yeah, but athletes. Okay. Don't be shaming these people. But so yeah, a thir- three athletes on the show. That's a lot. A lot. All right, of, Becca. But yeah, out here, out here. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Mike F- messy ass Mike Fleiss, the producer creator. Oh my god! Who just be on Instagram posting craziness. <laughs> he posted a bunch of like random behind the scenes mm-hmm. like photos. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that shows up in a chicken suit. Nope, you're already done. Yep. The banjo guy is there wearing the same yes. floral jacket. Why? I don't know. Probably because <laughs> he just got out of college and he can't afford another oh, jacket. Gee. You said that. You said that he looks like he's fresh out of like undergrad. Yeah. He does look he looks young. Kind of young, yeah. Um, so he there. And he pun- he posted a bunch of other random pics. Mm-hmm. I counted six black men so far. Wow. <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah. I mean, six out of 30, but you there still. might be some other ones that weren't in the photos. Exactly. So. And for a girl from Minnesota? Who likes Michael Strahan, though? Yeah, she likes Michael Strahan. So she might have told them, look, yeah. you're going to throw some brothers in this mix. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they also showed um, justjared.com, little gossip mm-hmm. site, had pics of her on a date, and Brian and Rachel make an appearance. For what? Something. I don't know. Mm. And I called him... I didn't call him Joey and the Scammer. You know what? We're progressing. We're progressing. God is working on all of us. Yes, we are doing well. Yeah. Um, So they they make an appearance on a group date, so... So I'm going to look forward to... I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to watch that. Them? I'm talking about the season overall. I'm excited to watch Rachel at any time. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah. yeah. I could... Yeah, I guess. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I, um... I'm excited for this season, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, like, it seems like there's going to be definitely some more diversity. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to keep that up. Ari's cast of girls was definitely one of the, mm-hmm. it was the most diverse cast of girls, I think. Oh, ever yeah, had. The Bachelor, yeah. It still wasn't enough for us, no. but it was a lot for Bachelor standards. Mm-hmm. And counting six black dudes already. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. So, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's jump into... Lauren G. Lauren G. That, if you guys have not listened to that episode, please go back. Go back and, and listen. listen. If you're just tuning in for Diggy or what have you, yeah. go back and listen to that Lauren G. That is my favorite episode, I think, that we've done. Yeah. Because she just, she really spills a lot of tea. All of it. A whole bunch of tea, mm-hmm. insights of how they produce this show. And she really gave a really cool insight into being a black woman on this show. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in this very white space mm-hmm. <laughs> um and just all of that so definitely go back and listen to that. i listened to that episode like two three times i was like <laughs> i gotta catch this and catch that yeah um so it was really cool um what were what were some of your like takeaways from that episode or from that interview that you want to talk about i would say that she because she didn't play into this narrative that they gave her right that she isn't but they gave her like the they're trying to peg that her character the, of like the trying to peg her, trying to peg her as this you know neck rolling, <laughs> you know whatever black girl. Mm-hmm. I can't even articulate what it is because I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but she had more has more than enough personality to go around, mm-hmm. and something that I think we said off mic. I don't see. In terms of like creating a character, mm-hmm. I don't see that much of a difference between her and Cien. Mm-hmm. Both smart, beautiful, accomplished women. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
black women right. who are just out here killing it mm-hmm. and who are now on the bed. Like, I I don't know. It made me almost even foggier as to, like, what are these producers thinking with these casts of women? They're all amazing. Yeah. Well, one thing Lauren kept saying, though, is that she she was like, I felt so different. Yeah. And then I asked her, like, explain that. And she's like, well, I'm a little bit more urban. Yeah. And maybe i'm just trying i don't know cncm like that yeah i don't know what their backgrounds are but it sounds as if lauren g she has more urban maybe inner city background so they were pegging yeah. her into that mm-hmm. you know whatever stereotype of the black girl and she does talk different than a cn than cn and with cn she has the yale yes and so they yeah. just rode with that. They did. They really rode they with that. They did ride on and the they Yale. Knew, you know, white America is going to just like eat her yep. up. And so mm-hmm. let's just like push with that. Um, and so I think that's to us, we don't see the difference. Yeah. They're both very accomplished, mm-hmm. beautiful, well spoken women. Yeah. With a lot of personality. Yep. But I think they were like, mm. they see, they, in their white ass minds of the <laughs> white producer world, <laughs> That's how they classify black people. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. how they do it. You're either like uh, at more safe, I would say. Yeah. You know. Safe meaning like absolutely to the T. Perfect. Right. <laughs> like. Or, oh, she may be a little bit more urban. Mm, I don't know. Maybe let's try to peg her into so this she's hole. Ghetto. Yeah. She's the ghetto one. Let's, let's mm-hmm. maybe peg her in this hole. She's not fitting that hole because no. she ain't ghetto. Right. So, and then they just kind of toss her because, the, you know, they're yeah. not getting that character out of her. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I saw it. Yeah. And I was just, I was just so happy that we interviewed with her. Yeah. And then, sadly, I have to say that uh, some of my fears about my man Eric mm-hmm. are have come true. Oh, <laughs> Which God. is that he talks in circles. Yeah. Around and around. Talking that. What did she say? <laughs> but the moons weren't she, aligned. Yeah, the moons aren't aligned. <laughs> so I'm not here. Like I'm not looking for love and. Talking foolishness. It's just talking foolishness, which is really what I was afraid of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got confirmation from yeah. someone who's been around been him. Been around him, yeah. Mm-hmm. That he just talks a lot without saying much, mm-hmm. which is just the worst. Mm-hmm. But on his podcast, he does he does at least ask good questions. At least. Okay. I mean, gosh. I mean, he has to carry a whole show, I would hope. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I would love to take a poll as to how many women on Ari season wanted to go home. All of them. All of them, right? <laughs> I'm sure they all had a moment. I'm sure all of them except for Lauren, um, B. Oh, Lauren B, yeah. No, even she! Remember they had she a did. moment when they were on that oh one Oh my god, she did! And she was like, something, I don't know if it's worth it. And he was sitting yes. there like, bitch, what? <laughs> And that was like week three or something. I don't even know. They yeah. all had a moment. Wow. Every last one of them had a moment like, damn, I can't do this. Because you have to think. They all went on the show thinking it was going to be Peter. Yep. Last minute, they got the news it was going to be Ari. So they had a moment where they had to decide, do I go on the show or do I not? Mm-hmm. Lauren G started unpacking her bag. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then last yep. minute, she was like, fine, I should go. Yeah. So they all kind of half-heartedly came on the season. Yeah. So if anything goes wrong or... <laughs> So there's an inkling of not feeling it. They're yeah. like, fuck this shit. I want to go home. Yeah. And I bet you every last one of them had that moment. 
And I would like to know if that happens on every Bachelor season or if it was just how bad this one was. It's just how bad this one is. Right? I think so. Because who wanted to go home with Nick Vial? Come on, he's great. Yeah, I'm sure there's always a sprinkling of them. Yeah. But most of the girls go yeah. on excited for that guy. Mm-hmm. And already in their head and heart, they're like, I need to fall in love with him. Yeah, right. So they're they're going to fight it out no matter what. Yes. But if you're not into him, even off rip... <laughs> You're trying to find the good in art. I mean, right. Sian and Lauren G were both trying to find the good mm-hmm. and find the attraction. Anything goes wrong, they're like, fuck this, I'm going to pack my bed. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Mm. But yeah, mm-hmm. those are my takeaways. Okay. Um, for me, so one thing that I, I disagreed with Lauren in the beginning and then we came around at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, when we asked her, you know, why she thinks there's, you know, there's never like a black lead and she said, you know, you got to pay attention to who watches the show. Most of the viewers are white. Right. Um, and then she gave the the common narrative that you hear of, you know, well, Rachel, they finally had Rachel. And this, oh, the ratings yeah, dropped. the ratings dropped. So why would ABC want to do that? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. One thing I want to be clear on, because they keep bringing this up. Mm-hmm. The ratings of Rachel, it dropped. You know, why are we going to do this? Blah, 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 blah. Rachel's ratings dropped in comparison to JoJo. Mm-hmm. JoJo's one of the most popular bachelorettes ever. If you just look at her social media. She really? She has two point something million followers. No. She has more followers than I think anyone in Bachelor Nation. Wow. Yes. Why? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I wasn't even really down for JoJo like oh, that. what? Okay. So any bachelorette following her was going to take a ratings dip. Yes. Right. Period. Yep. Period. Yeah. I think people forget that, like, who they're comparing her ratings to. Yeah. It's to JoJo. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that that narrative isn't really floating around that much. Mm-hmm. And that people need to pay attention to that. Because mm-hmm. just go look at her Instagram. She has more followers than anybody. Yeah. Um, another thing that stuck with me from her interview was, like, how much producer interference there is. Yeah. And how much there was, particularly for Lauren, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, she asked for the race car. They told her no. Yeah. And then they gave it to Mikkel. Um, the whole asking Ari, has he dated a black girl? Yeah. Sounds like there was so much chatter and deliberation behind the scenes. They mm-hmm. almost made her feel weird about it. Yeah. Yeah. Unconfident when she did ask it. Cause mm-hmm. she ended up going home that night and she was like, I don't know if I should have asked it. Da, da, da. Yeah. Um, and then on winter games, you know, her and Eric didn't mesh. Oh. They sent her home and they just sent her home. Like just so much interference and in her journey. Plus think that it was voting. Right. When, when I'm sure that shit was fucking rigged. Yeah. So it just, that sucks because, like, all of these people pause their life to mm-hmm. go on this show, mm-hmm. but yet only a few, only, like, the Ashley Eyes and yeah. the Deans, particularly on, like, Bachelor Winter Game, like, the spinoff shows, only those ones seem to really get, like, the producer push and support mm-hmm. and all of that jazz, which isn't fair. No. Like, she stopped her job. She took a leave of absence, too. Right. And you can't get her the race car. <laughs> like, right. she's not allowed for that because you don't think that she has a shot. So we're going to give it to somebody else. Like, that's just whack. Yeah. And not fair. And didn't even fit with Mikkel's narrative. No. She was from Indy. That's what I'm saying. It totally fits. Lauren G was from the Indy 500. Yeah. Whatever. So it would have been perfect for her entrance. Yep. And they were like, nah, you're not, we're not, you're part of our narrative. So. And had the same bundles. It had the same beautiful bundles mm. as Mikkel, mm-hmm. so... So, yeah, she could have done the same she thing. She could have done the same Whipped thing. Whipped off that helmet and flashed that weave. Yep. And they wouldn't even allow it. Mm-hmm. So, that was whack. And then, the last thing that stuck with me 
was her talking about being the only black woman at Winter Games Mm -hmm. and having that worry, like, if any of the guys are even going to be into girls like me. And that shit sucks. (laughs) I know. Because it's not even, it's not like, like, I've. All the girls think, oh, is anyone going to like me? Is anyone going to like me? Yeah, It's different when you think, is anyone even going to be into girls like me? Yeah, girls who look like me. Girls who look like me. Yeah. That's something that the white girls can't relate to. No. They've Mm. never had that. Yeah. So that's something that you kind of have to sit with. I'm imagining because she was there by herself as a black girl. Mm -hmm. She's sitting and thinking about that by herself. Right. And having that narrative in her own head, like, fuck, does any of these guys even see me? Like, do I actually have a shot here? And it's one thing, there's two sides of that coin, because you're thinking about, like, oh, are these all these guys going to be intimated? Uh, and then if and when I do stay, I'm going to be the only girl who is unwanted. Hmm. Yeah. That is a horrible feeling yeah. to go through. Yeah. And then you're from Indianapolis, but L.A., by way of L.A., doing all these fucking winter sports. <laughs> this shit isn't even fun. It's not like Bachelor in Paradise. You're in Mexico drinking all day. Exactly. Like, this is, like, work. Just so out of your element. Yeah, in every way. In every way. That's a lot to worry about. And then it sucks. It's not even, like, another girl, another little black girl yeah, there to, to chat about. Yeah, to commiserate. Yeah. So I just imagine her sitting there just, like, in her head. Like, yeah. damn, does anyone, is anyone looking at me? Right. I don't even know. Like, just that doubt. Mm-hmm. Because, who knows? The guys could have found her to be lovely and beautiful yeah. and whatnot, but yeah. that, that thought is still going to be in your head. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless. And then not being able to relate with anyone fucking sucks. Yep. It made me think, almost, it made me think, so I'm in a book club, you know. Yes, yes. I'm in my book club, guys. The second year of our book club oh, with girls from grad school. So cute. Um, it's mostly white girls. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, well... For most of it, I was the only black girl. We have another black girl now. Oh. And two Asian girls. But the rest are white. Okay. And, you know, we before we get into the book, we always talk about, like, dating and all our online dating foolishness mm-hmm. and how much it sucks and it's so hard and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes when I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, it sucks at hard. But y'all don't even know how hard it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, y'all don't even get it. Like, this shit fucking sucks for mm-hmm. all of us. But, like... Being a black girl on some of these dating sites, Ugh. you swipe forever. I can only imagine. Yeah. yeah. And so it's just, I get that moment where you're just like, damn, I just want someone here to like relate or like yeah. get it when I say that. But yeah, that that's kind of tough. And it's it sucks that they kind of tokenized her in that way by placing her as the only yes. woman of color, well, only black girl in only that black house. Girl. Only woman of color who spoke English. Yeah, well, Bibiana was there. Bibiana was there! Well, she was cleaning up. <laughs> she was. She was cleaning up. Proud of Bibiana. But, yeah. So. And they tokenized Bibiana, too. Shit, with that music. They always come with that <laughs> fucking, like, generic like Latin drum. So blatantly racist. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. So we We're like, where's Stasi's Russian folk music? Right? Where's Yuki's, like... Uh, yeah, Harajuku, Japan. Japan, her Japanese, like, whatever. Yeah. Only when Bibiana comes on screen, they That's come it. with that fucking Latin, <laughs> generic, like, garage band drums. <laughs> <laughs> so frustrating. God. But that's it. Just wanted to wrap up Lauren G's interview. Yes, one of our faves. One of our faves. So on our show. hiatus, please go back. You know what? Go back, listen, and email us your takeaways. Yeah. On the hiatus. Yeah. Because we'll love to read them. Takeaways of Florin G's. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we get into this interview with Diggy? Diggy. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Yay! Welcome, everybody! Welcome to a special edition of Two Black Girls, a Black Dude, and a Rose. Where two black-ass girls and a black dude invade the whitest show on earth, The The Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And I'm Diggy from Rachel Season. Yay! Yay! (laughs) We're so excited. We have Diggy, you guys. You guys, we have testosterone on the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) This is so exciting. Um, So, Diggy is a 32-year-old senior inventory analyst and a fashion blogger from Chicago. Um, He was sent home week four of Rachel's season of The Bachelorette, but was also in Bachelor in Paradise. Um, So, we're really excited to pick your brain about those experiences. Yeah, we are. So, Diggy, I heard you got your name as a kid where someone said they liked your clothes, they liked your digs. So at, at 32, you still go by Diggy? Like, who calls you Diggy? Does your boss call you Diggy? <laughs> like, what's the line? It's funny because there's like maybe, maybe five people in the world that call me Kenneth. And uh, it's just kind of like when you, at least in Chicago, the birds where I grew up, and I got the name in second grade, and you go to the same kids, um, like middle school and then high school. Mm. So I'm always, just people just like introduce me as Diggy whatever. So it's just like, at that point, it's like, it kind of stuck. So when people call me Kenneth, I'm either in trouble or <laughs> it's just like, yeah, somebody calls, even at work today, somebody emails me, is like, hey, Kenneth, I need you to look at this. I'm like, clearly they're either new oh. or, yeah, they don't know me as well. So, uh, yeah, everybody's always called me Diggy since I was like six or seven. Oh wow. God. And it just yeah. stuck like that. That's awesome. That's so interesting. Yeah. So, speaking of your nickname, I stalked your blog so much. I love men's fashion blogs, and um, I wanted to talk to you about sneaker culture. So, how were you first introduced to sneaker culture? Because I know Jordans are really big in Chicago, so how did you first get into it? Honestly, it's a funny story. So, I have really, really flat feet, Mm -hmm. and so... Um, whenever I would wear, when I was younger, I would wear a shoe like two to three days in a row. You could see like the indents on your shoes on the inside where your, what most people's arches are. If like your foot, the shoe would start to like form from my foot and kind of lean over. And the shoes would look fresh as far as clean, but my, I was just like, hey, I'm like, mom, these shoes look weird now, whatever. <laughs> so, um, I'm an only child and my mom, whenever she was to go shopping, she would take me. And she would ask, like, if she would say, like, hey, if you're good, I'll buy you something. And most people were like, yo, I want toys or I want candy. I was like, yo, I want some sneakers. So she would buy me sneakers that I wanted to, you know, build my collection so I didn't have to wear the same shoes every day because of my feet. And then ever since then, I just kind of, like, fell in love with sneakers. And then people at school, like, noticed, like, oh, Big always has, like, fresh kicks, whatever, because... Shoes always come out on Saturday. My mom would always take me out shopping on Saturday. And then so every Monday I would come to school with, like, new mm. shoes. And that's kind of how it took off. Oh, my God. Wow. You're an expensive little kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I tell people all the time, it's like, yeah, they're like, you're spoiled, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I am. <laughs> but I deserved it. So it was cool. <laughs> um, so do you have a style icon aside from your mom? Who was your first stylist? Uh, a style? I, I would say Pharrell. Mm, um, good one. Pharrell is probably my style icon. 
I'm like, he does a lot of stuff that's really simple, but then he'll add like a splash of color, mm-hmm. like whether it's through accessories, whether it's through sneakers, something like that. And on the flip side, he's not afraid to go outside the box. Mm-hmm. So I would say if I had to look at a style icon, Pharrell would probably be something someone that kind of like look after cool what is your take on that big ass weird hat he wore that one time <laughs> one time yo that all that hat screams is i have money and you can't tell me shit <laughs> That's what that, so like I wore that to, if i wore that to work people would be like dude what the fuck are you doing but when, when you for real you gotta deal with adidas yeah. And all this, you can you can just try shit like that. That's yeah. true. That's true. true. You can't be mad at them. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So I am brand new to the sneaker game, but I really want to invest in a couple of pairs. So what, as a as a girl, what do you think I should get? A New York City girl. Man, a New York City girl, what should you get? Mm-hmm. I think I'm a big, so I like simplicity with stuff. I don't like the people to be over the top, whatever. I want you to feel comfortable. I feel like you could easily get some like, nice Chuck Taylors that are like low profile like so you can get like a low cut Chuck Taylor or whatever mm-hmm. it's winter so I probably wait till spring to do it yeah. but you can get Chucks that look super dope and they're like all 80, 90 especially since you're a girl they'll be a little bit cheaper and then you True. can get like two to three pairs and then just kind of switch it up so I would probably start with some Chucks then you could eventually go to like everybody goes easy and stuff like that but those tend to get overplayed. Yeah, I'm not ready for Yeezys yet. I'm not ready to drop twelve hundred dollars on some Yeezy. shoes. We'll have Yeezy money over here. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. You gotta see. Yeah, that's the thing. People are like, "Oh my god, how much you pay for Yeezys?" I'm like, "Retail." Like, uh, because I've spent, you know, collecting sneakers for like over twenty years. Mm-hmm. I've spent my Saturdays camped out in front of many boutiques, wow. so I've kind of networked my way to kind of. Oh, you know, kind of hooking oh. it up, but yeah. Okay, so I got... spent Saturdays camped out in front of Nike Town for like ten years. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit anymore. No. Yeah, no. Damn. So you have to, you have to hook up all around Chicago. Like, you know who to call yeah. when something comes out. Yeah, but it's like I earned that. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it took me a while to get it. People just think, oh, just because you're famous or whatever or whatever, people know you. I'm like, nah. I still. Had to do that when I was in college and high school and all that. Mm. Interesting. Nice. So for Rachel's season, how did you pack when you have so many shoes? Look, that's like the number one question everybody <laughs> asks me. Um, I packed by taking like literally everything with me. Um, I had a bag full of shoes. I had a bag full of clothes. Um, I just thought about like what shoes do I really want don't mind that, you know, because we don't know what kind of dates we're going to go on, mm-hmm. whatever, so I'm like, what kind of shoes look, look fly, but potentially could get messed up, because like, they, they take you on dates where like, alright, you're going to go do mud wrestling or whatever, <laughs> like, so if I wear like, some of my Yeezys to go mud wrestling, I'm sorry, I'm going home, because ain't no fucking way. Hell no. I'm like, shoes, <laughs> And so, um, so I thought about that. I was like, what, what don't I mind or is it easier to replace? Mm, um, but right. still want to look nice. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I did. And if I couldn't decide, I found a way to like take both or mm-hmm. multiple pairs or whatever. 
Wow. It's like, whew, so much strategy that yeah. goes into it. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to dig in to the show a little bit. or We're going to start with Ari's season. Um, yeah. So we are really excited to have you on because you, I think, similar to us, watch the show like with a critical eye like you you make you have fun with it you definitely are one of the funniest live tweeters out there um so we appreciate you don't really take it too seriously but we we notice you kind of analyze things in your own little funny way so we definitely want to like dig into that a little bit um so for Ari's season like who did you watch the show with do you have like a monday night routine um also winter games i know you're watching winter games as well how do you what do you watch everything I watch, so I, I I literally race home on Monday. I feel like a girl at this point. <laughs> I feel obligated to do the stuff. Yep. Um, but I literally race home, make sure, like, on my calendar is, like, Monday blocked off from 7 to 9. And, uh, obviously, I just do this now that I'm on the show, mm-hmm. uh, that I was on the show, that I didn't do this before. But right. now, I literally make sure I have my laptop, I have my phone, my laptop's fully charged, and I just start watching it. And I got to make sure I start watching it right at 7 because people, like, to, you guys are very interactive as far as people, like, live tweet, like, like, dude, did you see that? What do you think of that? And I can't watch it, like, DVR, so I have to watch it live. Yeah. And so I'll only just have two tweet deck open, and I just tweet whatever I see, like, the first thing that I think of when it comes to my one of my And... See, the thing is, before, like, I started watching the show, obviously, I didn't have as many followers on Twitter that I do now, and I, would, I used to treat, like, some reckless shit, but <laughs> I realized I can't do that as much anymore because you tweet the wrong thing, people retweet it, and, mm. oh my god, they don't, they don't know, like, the real me, because a lot of times, I'm always joking. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of these people just follow me on Twitter, if I say something... People that know me, like, oh, yeah, I think he's just joking or whatever. But now you have 20,000 people that are like, oh, my God, how could you say something like that? And they mm-hmm. don't know I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. So I like to take a thing and just tweet, like, the first thing that comes to mind. I type it out, and then I'll look. And I'm like, is there any way somebody could think that I'm an <laughs> asshole? <laughs> and uh, I look at it for, like, five, ten seconds. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Just tweet it. Just tweet it out. So, the and that's how it works but I do that I watch the show with a critical eye I try to make sure I walk the fine line and don't like offend anybody because there's a good chance I'm gonna see these people again in real life and I don't want them to be like oh like I mean Ari pretty much knows that I thought he wasn't shit right so if I see Ari face to face I already know what it's gonna be mm-hmm. but a lot of these girls in the show I can joke around and say stuff like and just they knew I was joking and still not be scared to meet them face to face. Yeah. So I just try to make sure everything that I say is like in a joking manner. But then you got the people that out there that are really serious, like, oh my God, they're just trying to find love. I'm like, look, I just got same vote. I get it. Just, these are all just jokes. Yeah. And that's why I always have to lead with that Yeah. disclaimer, mm-hmm. disclaimer like, yo, just joking. All these people are probably great, but these are just jokes, people. Right. And um, that's kind of how I do it. Ah, nice. Yeah, because a lot of people take this real seriously. Yeah, I know. And we don't ever apologize. <laughs> oh, my God. 
when I said Ari was trash, like that wasn't a joke. I meant it. But, <laughs> but it was more so like people were like, "Oh my God, he's just trying to find love." I'm like, "Look, I get that. Yeah, I hope he does." But when you go on national TV, y'all want to see some sort of entertainment and stuff like that, not a boring kind of like love story. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's how it is. Some people take it way too seriously, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day. It's just a TV show. Exactly. Yep. Yep. We're on the same page right there because mm-hmm. we definitely do not, we don't hold our tongue on our podcast ever because <laughs> ever, then we're not being true to ourselves. And so, I mean, it's entertainment, it's a show, but then also like you got to watch it critically, but then have fun with it at the same time. So I definitely get it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So speaking of our being trash, <laughs> one of our favorite tweets that you... <laughs> One of our favorite tweets was um, Ari is apologizing like he's the assistant manager and not her fiance. Oh my god! Oh my god! That was gold. Cackling, cackling out loud. Um, so, when you think of Ari's season, what's the first word that comes to your mind? Um, what's the word that I, I found? The word I just can't. Um, what am I trying to say? Um, it's like mind-numbing. Think that's the mm. word that I think of. Um, what, what am I thinking of? What, what, they, what they use to put you under when you're about to have major surgery? Anesthesia? Yes. <laughs> Damn. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> by the time you're done, you're going to be asleep. So yep. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. For sure. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So, speaking of putting ourselves to sleep, um, <laughs> Lauren B., <laughs> Ari's, re- Ari's relationship with Lauren B is just so bizarre to everyone watching because, yeah. I mean, I, I personally, and I know the rest of America agrees, still don't understand the basis of their relationship because they just never talk. They always right. kind of describe this, simi- you know, this intense, unexplainable feeling. And I'm curious, since you're a guy, I'm trying to get the guy's perce- perspective. Have you ever had like a similar feeling with someone before like this unexplainable draw to a girl before um that's a really good question i'm not sure if i have or not uh unexplainable draw i you know what i can't thing or a girl that i've actually had that with but there are some people you're just like that feeling like i don't know what it is there's something about her I can't put my finger on it, but I'm really kind of, like, attracted to them. And uh, so I probably had it, mm-hmm. and I, I get why Ari may may see it with Lauren B. Because I, I honestly, like, I think Lauren B is a good example. I don't think that there's anything wrong with her. Uh, I think personally for me, I'm a very outgoing person, so I'd be more attracted to somebody who's going to kind of match that or at least give me something to work with. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're watching Lauren B and it's more so like, oh man, I mean, because I really think she's actually attractive, but it's just like as far as personality-wise, you're like, this is like pulling teeth. Yeah. And, and like I said, granted, I always say America only sees maybe 2% of what we actually film. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're going to show, they want, they want to show the boring stuff to kind of make it look like you know, because they want to paint somebody as a character or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but I do get that, hey, maybe we didn't see everything. She could be some bubbly personality, whatever, but in those moments, she just kind of bottles up. So um, I can see how maybe Ari does like her, but mm-hmm. I think I've probably been in a similar situation as well where, like, there's this girl. I don't know what it is. something about her. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of rock with it, so I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, I mean, because he did mention at one point that she, like, dances around and has yeah she's like silly yeah he inferred this other silly Mm -hmm. side of her but they never showed it so i don't know why they would leave all of that footage on the the cutting room floor (laughs) and create this silent mute of a character but i mean maybe well i mean to think about it they did the same thing kind of with me like a lot of people were like yo uh i didn't know you talked this much or you spoke this much or you were this funny or whatever i'm like yo Mm-hmm. I was talking a lot in that house, but mm-hmm. it didn't fit the producer storyline or whatever I said wasn't funny. Like I nonstop had the guys just like we were joking or whatever. But when it came to whatever they, however they wanted to paint me with Rachel or whatever, they didn't find it interesting enough to show. So mm-hmm. um, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt on this show um, to say like Lauren B could have had time when she was running around dancing, laughing. But they just didn't show it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so Ari's breakup with Becca was just one of the most painful things that I know we've ever watched and just so horribly executed. Um, have you ever been broken up with? And what's the worst breakup you've ever gone through? Okay. So from like, I haven't had that many girlfriends. Like, okay. as far as I have been broken up with, yes. Uh, oh, sad. I know. Sad that's tears. That was uh, she broke up with me, uh, so yeah, I, I get it. Mm. I've um, so yeah, I've been broken up with, but I, I thought I've never, never liked anything like Becca and um, and Ari did, but it was very, very interesting how that all played out. I tend to be—I'm not even gonna front. I hate, hate disappointing people as far as, like, I really care about a girl's feelings. So I'm, I'll go out and say it. I've been known to say something to or, or do something just because, you know what, I hate to, you know, let a girl down or, or disappoint a girl or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think in the past, when I was a lot younger, I would date a girl, and I'm like, damn, she's really into it. Like, I, like even going on blind dates or first dates, I'll meet a girl within five minutes. I'm like, yeah, this is not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And... The first, but I'll make sure that first date, she's going to have an amazing time. Where I struggle is I'll have a hard time saying, like, she'll like, oh, you know what, let's, where are we going to go for our second date or I can't wait to see you again? And I have a hard time saying, oh boy, you know what, I'm really not into you. Like, I think we should just be friends because I've been on that side of the boat when I was younger too. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm really into this girl. And then she'll just be like, yeah, you know what? So either ghost or just like not into you, not interested or whatever. Yeah. Um, so personally, I just find it hard to do some of this stuff, and I think like the last few years it's been a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But um, I think I could see where Ari was just kind of like, you know what? <sighs> Let me do this, and obviously you're doing it for ten million people, so it changes how you do things. But um, let me propose to her, and then. I can't stop thinking about Warren B type steel and then he just realizes he made the wrong mistake. Yeah. Hmm. I guess. <laughs> I know. It's interesting to hear from a guy's perspective, though. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's... Like, he, he was... And, and I think people always forget, you are on national TV doing this. Mm-hmm, right. Any other... And you have a deadline. Yeah. Like, you, you know... Any other time, he would have either continued dating both until he had a solid answer or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we know when we go into this that, you know, eight weeks or whatever it is... At the end of the eight weeks, you have to give out roses and whatever. It's just like that's what makes this process so hard. Mm-hmm. Is going into this, you're like, okay, well, if you're if you're not sure, you shouldn't propose, whatever. But you realize Ari's, and like I said, I hate to to defend Ari, but anybody's in that position, you sign up knowing at the end of this term, you are expected to propose, leave empty-handed, whatever. But and it's he'll never win because if he proposes to one that's how it's supposed to be but if he leaves empty handed people are like well why didn't you propose we watched you know eight weeks because we're waiting for a proposal or whatever mm-hmm. and they want that forced marriage or forced proposal just Jeez. because that's what they expect at the end mm-hmm. but when he gave you guys or you guys saying like America that proposal everybody was thought it was sweet but then he did it just because he had to, mm-hmm. and then it ended up being the wrong one. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, it's just messy. I mean, it just mm-hmm. makes us think about how, I mean, this is skipping ahead, but just, like, how clearly, like, the premise of the show with it being ending in a forced engagement, it ain't working. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, this is more tragic right. than anything. <laughs> you're, you're right, but here's, here's what I try to tell people all the time. I agree. But you guys, and I'm not talking about just YouTube, but just people in general, they tune in for some sort of drama. Mm-hmm. This obviously was unprecedented. But if you, even with, I, I compare this to Paradise, if there's eight guys, eight girls, and if we all went on that Mexico, in the island of Mexico, and there's eight couples that just walked off into the sunset, eight engagements, whatever... 95% of America would be like, well, that was boring. Like, you got eight, mm-hmm. you know, eight couples, eight engagements, okay, whatever. Nobody came in and fucked shit up and all that <laughs> stuff. So, whereas, whereas you have, like, with Paradise, you had Dean and Christina just, like, so happy and whatever, and then, dun, 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 mm-hmm. D-Lo comes in, and then everybody was like, oh, shit, I can't wait till next week. Well, <laughs> That's what people want to see, as opposed to realizing we're on this island, 16 of us, or how many of us are trying, and these are, like, real relationships. Mm-hmm. So, it's, a, it's kind of a catch-22, obviously. Like I said, this was really dramatic. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, that, that TV element, a lot of people forget about it. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that does make sense. We do turn in, we do mm-hmm. tune in for the drama. We don't yeah. ask for, we don't give a... Uh, we don't give our thoughts on what drama we want to see. We just kind right. of have it unfold and love it. So I guess the Becca craziness proposal, like, we ain't asked for that, but it's part of the drama, and yeah. we, we tuned in for drama. So, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So Ari, you know, he was allegedly in love with both of them. I mean, we know where his heart really was with Lauren B. Um, and maybe a piece of it, I don't know, was with <laughs> Becca. <laughs> Do you think, just in general, it's possible to be in love with two different people? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, because I do think, 
because there's a I like I'm in love with like Meghan Markle. I'm in love with <laughs> Olivia Munn. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so whichever one of them takes my DM first. <laughs> no. So, oh my god, your little struggle DM. <laughs> <laughs> I thought since I got my little blue verified check that they would answer, but it's not. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I think it's possible because you got two different types. Like mm-hmm. uh, to me, Becca and Lauren are not the same person. You can love something about two different people. You can love two different odd person things. You can love two different people for, for something else. Like, for me, if I'm in our shoes, I don't love, me personally as Diggy, I don't love Lauren. I don't love Becca. I've never met them. But what I can see is Becca, very outgoing. You can tell she's caring. You can tell she, like, she has a personality where I think we could, she 100% wanted to give her all to Ari. Mm-hmm. Whereas, Lauren, I can tell she would want to. She's obviously we didn't get too much of into the show, but she's been in some past relationships mm-hmm. where it's more so like she's very guarded and but she, she kind of opens up as the show progresses and she kind of shows like I really want this for us. I really want. And I think I can love that about her. And I think um, you have those two different types of areas where like I love this about her. I love this about the other one. And so. Uh, I think you could be in love with two different people. Yeah. Isn't he always, though, well, particularly just speaking about Ari, isn't there then always going to feel like there's something missing, missing. from Lauren B? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it may be. Like, like I said, it, there could be something he feels like there's missing from Lauren B, like I said, from what we see. A friend of mine came over to my house post-breakup and hadn't eaten in 48 hours. Mm. To my dismay, as her friend, I had no food to give her. And this Mm. is why I always keep emergency homemade cookie dough in the freezer. (laughs) Breakups are tough. We got to help each other out. And Queenie is telling that story. Yes, you got to watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Who is Queenie? Queenie is a 20-something-year-old living in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major breakup, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. First of all, I love that Queenie is a Jamaican British woman. And I love that we meet Queenie after a messy breakup. You know, when you're starting to look for comfort in all the wrong places. Yep. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. You have to watch. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. Okay, we've all screenshotted and shared their tweets. We've quoted them over dinner. (laughs) Now we can enter the discourse. Peyton Dix and Hunter Harris have a new show on Wondery called Let Me Say This, where they'll answer the most burning questions in pop culture. What is Hunter's favorite Dakota Johnson lie? What hot thing did Kristen Stewart do yesterday? What makes Zendaya and Tom Holland lesbians? Uh (laughs) These ladies are hilarious. Yeah, they've been friends for a decade and have shared trauma over a crappy Boston dorm room and the pitiful Brooklyn dating scene, which has bonded them for life and made their friendship even deeper than J-Lo's delusion. Highbrow, lowbrow, and all the tortured poets in between. This is the show for the weekly hot takes in pop culture you didn't know you needed. Follow Let Me Say This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Watch new episodes on YouTube or listen to Let Me Say This ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. On the outside, um, 
there could be, or there there could be something that's there that we just didn't see. Mm. Um, I I honestly, like I said, I haven't been in a bunch of relationships, but I think there's probably something about some of your exes that you like. Like the last girl I dated, I thought she was really great, but she was very like more so of an introvert, whatever, and I. I learned to tolerate it. I didn't like it. But the girl previously that I dated before that, she was just, man, all like extroverted, whatever, like just was a ball of like energy. And I missed that with the girl that I dated last. So I feel like mm-hmm. there's potential to love different things about different people. And uh, Lauren B could potentially, you know, grow to be what he wants. Because I think at the end of the day, you love people and then you love to appreciate their faults. And I think uh, it's a journey that you guys tend to be on together, and you guys are going to evolve and, and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope they bring out the best yeah, in, in each, each other. other. Yeah. And he'll yeah. get his fulfillment a, in that way. Right. It, it's a journey. That's what I try to tell people. It's a journey. Right. True. Yeah. And I should be an ordained minister. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping some knowledge on these people. <laughs> I don't know what I thought, what I said made sense, but it sounded good to me. No, it does. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so speaking of your um, struggle DMs, aside from those, what is dating like in Chicago now for you? It's so weird. Um, <laughs> people like it's crazy because I, I kind of obviously I still live downtown Chicago before. And I've been living downtown from suburbs of Chicago, and I've lived here forever. And uh, grew up in the suburbs, went to University of Illinois, and then after college, moved downtown. And so, man, I've been been ghosted a few times before the show. Yeah, I've been ghosted a few times before the show and all this. And um, now I go on the show, and then you go on another show, and then you come back, all of a sudden it's, Oh my God, Diggy's from Chicago. We gotta find him in this. And I, mm-hmm. I'm on even today. I walk past this girl on the way to work, and she DMs me later, like, "I think I saw you today." And you like took my breath away. What? No. I, I'm like, what? Oh my God. What? It's just like, girl, I walk the same street every day to work, and I'm pretty sure I've seen you before. Um, mm. But it's it's like you get that. So now you have to worry about are uh, people wanting to date you because they think you're awesome or potential or whatever mm-hmm. or they want to date so they can tell their friends oh my god I'm dating Diggy from the Bachelorette and Bachelor Paradise and stuff so wow. I'm not gonna lie I've, I've, I mean I've, I'll hop on Bumble or whatever and oh. I'll swipe and I'm like damn I ain't had this many hits ever <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like alright these people are on to something but then you uh, it, it's it definitely it definitely has been an uptake as far as the amount of people that are interested. So. Mm, yeah. And so the girls that you go out with, like on Bumble or wherever, like, are they admitting that they know you before? Or are they... Mm-hmm. No, uh, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, are they, are they admitting up front, like, oh, I know you, Diggy from The Bachelor, and then do you go out with them? Or are most girls, they don't recognize you or they've never watched the show? Uh, so I'm not on, like, dating apps a lot mm-hmm. if I'm like bored on the couch I'll just say oh let's open it or whatever cause let's I have so many different side projects and things that are working on my normal career and all this other stuff in my life like getting into a relationship isn't like number one priority right now so mm-hmm. and then I'm very big on meeting somebody organically like mm-hmm. I would love to 
you know, have that fairy tale where we're at Starbucks and we both reach for the cup. Oh I look, look in your eyes and you're like, oh my God, can I get your number? And then we end up getting married. Oh my God. Diggy, wow. you need a new fairy tale. That one's taken. <laughs> I've heard this one. I, I, I do. I know, but it would be dope, like, to be at, like, giving a wedding speech, like, we met because of Starbucks. Yeah. Or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> um, I prefer, I like to meet people organically. I like to meet people at the gym or, or out or whatever. Um, but a lot of times, it depends. Like, nobody, well, you have a few people that will be on, you know, will match on whatever it is, the dating app, and then they'll swipe and say, like, oh, my God, like, are you dating? And I'm like, oh shit. Oh boy. Oh, and I'm like, nope, block. <laughs> or, I, my favorite types of people, and I'm not even gonna lie, I'll go out now. And it's kind of funny because, like, you'll have the girls that are like, oh my god, can I take a picture? And I'm oh my god, I recognize you, whatever. My favorite girl was the one in that crew that's like, look, my friends are some, for some reason, are excited, like, to meet you, but I don't know who the hell you are. And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> like, what's your name yeah let me get your number exactly what I think like cause, cause people just and, and to be honest you have to be wary about like like who you give your number out to mm-hmm. all that stuff and that stuff like nothing that I never thought I would ever have to worry about but um it kind of happens now so mm-hmm. uh, I, I prefer when I'm going out with somebody if they don't know me at all mm-hmm. and if they do I prefer that they don't bring it up like I went out with a girl a mm-hmm. day with a girl a few times and she we didn't talk about it until like day number three because you know girls are like oh my god like who are you going to date with tonight and they show their friends the picture I'm going out this guy named Dave you like oh you know who that is and she's like no <laughs> <laughs> or, or the or you'll go out and they'll follow you on Instagram they'll be like wait why do you have 40,000 followers uh, <laughs> yeah true like uh yeah so they gonna find out eventually but right, I yeah. prefer not to tell them right Interesting. Well, listeners of Chicago, you heard this here yeah. from Diggy. Do not mention that you know him. Be the girl in the cut, playing it cool. You might have a chance. Just chill. <laughs> Just chill out. I'll find you. Yeah. Exactly. So, in our previous interviews with CN and Lauren G from RE Season, we've been really exploring the casting process. And we, one of, you know, the parts of our mission is just to figure out why this show is so white and like what their process is so if you could just walk us through your casting process i'll walk you through mine um i work uh, i'm the only black guy on my team and work and um my direct team and they all my team ranges from extremely one i'm the only black person and i'm the only guy on my team hmm. and oh, at wow. the time uh, I'll tell you how I got on the show. It's just more so. <clears throat> these girls were like, "Dude, you should go on the show. You're, you're funny. You, you're single. I think people will love you." I'm like, "Nah, nah, chill. Like, I'm not on that." <laughs> and then, and then, sure enough, uh, like maybe three or four months later, um, I get a call, California number. I'm at work. I'm like, "Hello." And they're like, "Yeah, is this Diggy?" Yeah. I'm like, "Is this a bill collector?" Because I was ready to hang up. <laughs> and so they were like, "No, this is ABC casting." I'm like, what? And I'm like, yeah, this is casting for The Bachelorette. And I turn around. I'm like, let me call you right back. So I was like, why is ABC casting calling me for The Bachelorette? And they all just go ape shit. Oh, and, my uh, God. They're like, we nominated you. We sent picture, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. 
So I'm like, you know, let's see, let's roll with this. So I uh, hop into a conference room, I call them back. They were like, we look, can you send them some, like, take some new pictures, send us some pictures, whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll send you some quote-unquote new pictures. So I just took some off Facebook <laughs> and uh, sent it to them. And thought nothing of it. A couple weeks later, get a call, and they were like, hey, uh, we would love, we wanted it, you know, for you to go to the next step. And they were like, we would love for you to do, um, if you could do a video, it, it helps your chances. And I'm like, it was happened to be, busiest time of the year for me and I was like look I don't have time to do a video um, I can send you some pictures but if this, if you need a video and this is where this ends thank you so much I appreciate the opportunity um, but I don't have time to do a video and then they called me and they were like you know what what if we flew to Chicago to meet you I'm like well shit alright <laughs> so <laughs> so they did that they, they met me in a hotel did my little 30 minute interview with like a random person they're recording it and then this other producer comes out of the cut and just starts asking me questions. And we're talking for like off camera for another hour. And then so um, about, she gives me this packet. She's like, so if you get advanced to the next round, you need to fill out this packet. And it was like 30 pages. And this was like December. I didn't open that packet until like January 15th. And I opened the packet and the first thing it said on there is the due date was December 31st. <laughs> I, I was like, ooh. Well, I was like, well, I'm black, so maybe they understand it to be late. So I filled it out, <laughs> and, and then I, I sent it, and then, because they had all the shipping the like, next day, so I guess they the next day, and then they called me, like, two days later, like, oh, wait, we wanted you to advance you to the final round. I was like, damn. <laughs> but uh, my best friend lives in L.A., so I, I love the city of L.A., so, like, any excuse I can go to L.A., I always go. So I'm like, free trip to L.A., done. So I go. They have you do a bunch of stuff as far as sight testing, lie detector testing, background check, whatever. Mm. And then you meet with all the producers, and then they kind of have the surprise element um, where you literally, they're like, hey, come here, I want you to meet a friend. And they pull back this wall, and it's like literally 40 people. And they're like, there's a chair up front, like, hey, just go sit up there. And it's like people firing questions at you, that, and you don't even know what's going on, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the, mind you, I didn't want to be on the show, so I'm answering questions, like, like just, like, first thing that comes to my mind, whatever. Like, what's your day life like? Like, all this stuff, whatever, whatever. And uh, so I'm just, I'm up there drinking, uh, I think I had lemonade vodka. I'm just drinking. <laughs> and uh, I'm just answering. Because I think you, if you think too much, you people that really, really want to be on the show, that think about what do the producers want to hear? Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm really, really to find love. And, like, I mean, man, I whatever so I answer the question the questions and I fly by Chicago I get a call like saying that they wanted me to be on the show and I was like oh shit that's when they hit home and I was like I turned to my boss and like well guys uh, I got the final call and they all went crazy mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and then I think if you guys watch Rachel Season so I was one of the people that had an intro package so okay, yeah. mm -hmm. they, they came to Chicago, filmed my house, filmed me working out. Um, they came to my job to film. And so I work at a company that's probably about, average age of the company is probably about 26. And there's maybe 800 people. Mm -hmm. And it's like 80% women. And so they were, that's wow. ABC's target, target demographic. Oh, wow. Yeah. So everybody saw the camera crew around and they just started going crazy, taking pictures, video. I was just like, 
<laughs> so uh, that's all I got on the show. Um, and that's how I did it. And in Paradise, I think, um, I, I hate to use this phrase, but I think what they do is they take a lot of people their fan favorites mm-hmm. and they put them on there. And I think a lot of people were disappointed to see me go home. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how ABC was like, yeah, we got to bring him back or that's the way I like to think I got back on the show, but uh, that's kind of how it worked. Wow. So you had, so this is something you kind of did on a whim almost, and you kind of just moved and through just the kept process. Going. Just kept going through the process. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds like a... Because, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because people are like, Jay, how did I get on the show? I want you to look at my video. Can I look at your video? I'm like, sure, because I didn't do one. Like, <laughs> they, they, they were like, it says here it's required. I'm like, I guess not. So, um... That's that's kind of how it works. But yeah, I, I tell people all the time, like a lot of stuff that happened to me is just like not that you don't you shouldn't care in life, but a lot of times if you yourself, people appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, okay. interesting. So one thing that really surprised us about Rachel's season, and we were very excited, of course, first Black Bachelorette. We've been waiting for this our entire lives, and she had thirty-one guys. Of the 31 guys, only 11 were black, which was surprising to us because Rachel had stated previously that she had only really dated black men, like before Nick Vial. And so that ratio to us, I was just very kind of thrown. It was off-putting. It was a little weird. Do you think ABC's just not ready for black love? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's the case. I do think... I think they're definitely open to black love. One, you got to think about, the, I'm like 95% sure, if not more, that there's more applicants for The Bachelorette, so, excuse me, The Bachelor. So you have a bunch of girls that want to be on the show. The amount of guys that apply to be on the show um, tend to be not as many as you think. And so when I say that, a lot of the guys that apply you have those and then you have people that are nominated so I think when you think about the people that watch the show you have a good chunk of them that nominate their friends and then if you take a step back you, you think about who the demographic of the people that are that watch the show and at that point they're nominating their friends and probably tends to be the same race as them so when I say that it's like if you have and I think it's no secret that a lot of white people watch the show they're mm-hmm. going to nominate their friends to be on the show and that probably results as to who gets casted mm-hmm. um i think you have to think like guys they definitely were out the luck you know the hunt for people to get um to meet rachel demographic like i think fred um said he got found at the mall somebody i think demario mm-hmm. said he got found at chipotle or mm-hmm. something like that so mm-hmm. um you, you definitely it's almost at the point like i don't think they had to hunt for us per se but um, I don't know if you have a lot of us um, that apply to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can mm-hmm. see that. I wish they would have hunted a little farther, though, because they, I mean, Waboom. Like, we wasted a, a cast on Waboom. You couldn't find one more fresh uh, black guy. I mean, hit the other yeah. Chipotle. Come on. <laughs> okay. I'll plead the fifth on that one. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I understand. I think that's a point of contention for a lot of people like um, mm-hmm. that really love the show like you know, 
Um, Rachel, Rachel, if Rachel says she's never dated a black guy, I've gotten that question. Excuse me, um, a white guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've gotten that question several times. And why didn't they cast a lot of black guys? Yeah, yeah. I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Did we have a huge influx of black people or black men that applied? I don't know. Um, I like to think that if Rachel said, hey, I'm only interested in X, Y, Z, that they would probably like to give her X, Y, Z. But hey, that's just me. I don't know. Mm, yeah. I guess the verdict. I mean, I guess we'll just never know, really. Yeah. It no. Just, no, we won't. The, that ratio we just sounded know. super off. So, it, I don't know. The funny thing is, I think that was the most uh, minorities that they had on the show. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. But yeah. we wanted more. <laughs> Um, so, so Rachel, you know, historic first black bachelorette. We are still waiting for a black bachelor. It's 2018. Yep. (laughs) It is 2018. Australia, Diggy, Australia, season two. They dug up a black guy somewhere (laughs) and had a black bachelor. What? Yes. He, I think he is, um, biracial, half black, half white, but he black and they found him and he was their bachelor. In Australia. In Australia. Um, on the show Unreal, I don't know if you watch Unreal, last season they had a black bachelor on that show. Yeah. What do you think it's going to take before we get a black bachelor? And would you want to be the bachelor? <laughs> what do I think it's going to take? I don't know. A couple more seasons. Oh my uh, god. We've been waiting forever. I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer for what it's going to take. Um... I would say it might take a dip in in ratings. Um, I think like I think Ari season wasn't rated that highly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they were like, "What do we need to do for shock value or to get people back?" Um, I think that could be it. It's like you know, if they were like, you know, we got it, time to do it. Um, that would definitely catch some eyes. So uh, I think that potentially could be it. Would I be the bachelor? I've asked answered this question so many times. <laughs> it's a it's a lot to go into being the bachelor. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not nowhere nearly as big as the Peters and the Deans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot of heat, and they're not even the main, you know, the main mm-hmm. lead. So um, to go in. I like to compare it, and by no means are we even close to being equal, but if Barack being the first black president, you know he got a lot of flack, a lot of hate mail, and all that stuff, um, and I'm not gonna lie, like, the fans that are on this show, like, or of the show, um, y'all either love hard, or you hate hard, <laughs> so this is like, y'all either really hated Ari, or you really liked him, so... It's more so when you're committing to do something like this, you're in that spotlight forever. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's more so like if I, for some reason, were to pick somebody that I didn't, that America doesn't approve of, you get all these people that are going to say, like, why didn't you pick this person or this person or this person or whatever, whatever. Like, let me live. Let me love whatever. Like, mm-hmm. as much as we like to joke about, Ari picking whatever, whoever he chooses, like, that's not my life, it's just like my day to day, but you have so many people that, like, they invest so much time, so much time, quote unquote, like, what, 16 hours uh, watching the show, and they feel like they're invested, like, get that, mm-hmm. but 
being the first black person, like I can only imagine some of the the DMs and comments mm-hmm. that Rachel got. Because I know personally, I got some that wrote on my page, Kenny's page, Josiah's page, and it's just like, and we were just contestants. Mm-hmm. So you, you got to think of the time that uh, when they announced the Bachelor, it would be Rachel, and then the time that filming, and then the time when the show was aired, and post-show, um, there's a lot of additional flack that, that you get. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's all that goes into you don't go back to living a normal life right. for yeah. quite some time. Yeah, it's definitely committing yourself to like a complete life change. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, I would love to be offered it. Uh, <laughs> you get the option. <laughs> get the option, like, oh, Dave, would you let me back? Do we really think you'd be great? Uh, okay, thanks for the offer. Let me think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to be offered um, but then, but yes, I, I would definitely be open to it, um, but it's something you would definitely have to think about. Yeah. Mm, gotcha. And I think you're right about Ari's dip in ratings and them changing, because the first guy for Becca's meeting was a British black guy. Yeah. Mm, true. So. That's a good point. And he was definitely a, a social media favorite. Oh, 100%. So. He had the accent, too. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody loved him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I was like, dude, this dude got a clip on bow tie. Yeah. <laughs> they already wrote him off. <laughs> I'm like, dude, bro, I was like, no, we're not doing this. It's a clip fun. Too damn old to be having a clip on. Oh, God. That was I'll funny. We are going to talk about something that we have never talked about on the podcast. This is a first. We are going to bring up Lee. We did not want to give him any energy whatsoever, um, but we'd really like to talk about kind of the casting of Lee and the development of this racist character that they shoved in our faces while we were watching the first Black Bachelorette. So... In the house, Lee had issues with Eric, Kenny, and Will also pulled him to the side to talk about the implications of the word aggressive used against black men, and he just kind of scoffed at him. Um, Did you guys in the house notice this pattern, and did you notice these kind of tendencies? Uh, I didn't... Per se, I think what he, what I did notice is he realized that there was nobody there like him. And I think once you, even taking race aside, like he was the shortest in the house, you had, you know, <laughs> Damn. You, you, I mean, I'm, I'm being real, like, uh-huh. you, you walk into the house, and he's the shortest in the house, mm-hmm. he's uh, from Tennessee, has an accent, he's from the South, different, whereas all of us were, even, like I said, setting race aside, you had people that were, uh, like, Peter you know, modeled a little bit. You had, a, like, a lot of us were athletes in college. Um, all this was pretty much good shape. And then all these other things. And, and then you have, you know, Lee. And I don't, <laughs> I'm going to say that like he's not a real person. But it's just like, when you look at him, you're like, man, what? <laughs> so, you, you look at him like, 
like, what am I, how am I going to gain an advantage? And he said it a couple times, like, he ruffled feathers intentionally to try to get people to, like, leave and, and, and stuff like that. So, uh, I, I like, I think, and I think, he, like, I'm not putting words in his mouth, I think he did do that on purpose, if I remember him saying that correctly, like, because mm-hmm. he needed to, you know, he wanted to get Kenny Eliminator or whatever, and it's yeah. just like, I personally am over it now, because honestly, I think he did get the last rose in the episode that I went home, mm-hmm. so I, I, I remember that, but it's mm-hmm. just like, more so once I, I watch it back, uh, I can see that some of the stuff that he did, um, it's, he was just realized he was kind of outmatched, and kind of had to, to work his way around something, so. Ugh. Ew. That's so wack. Yeah. No, no right? Mm-hmm. So. So, was there any talk in the house that he wasn't just, like, some short, ignorant, Tennessee, country music-loving guy, but he was just flat out just a racist guy? He I was, don't think, that, I don't remember there ever being talk, like, you know okay. what? Be at least racist, at least racist, whatever. Yeah. And a lot of, to be fair, that whole thing that happened with Kenny, the episode that I went home, I don't remember. Because uh, the thing is that the mansion's pretty big, and, and so I'm not in the know with every conversation that's happening all over. So to be honest, I had no idea that that conversation had 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 happened to that extent that night. I do remember like Kenny was pissed. He had just said he had a conversation with Lee, whatever. And, but I'm like, dude, what happened at this point? Because you have producers grabbing you to go talk to Rachel, producers grabbing us to go do our like, kind of one-on-ones when you guys see us talking to the cameras. And at this point, it's a rose ceremony. So I can give two shits about what you're doing. I'm just trying to make sure I'm here in the morning. <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of what I'm thinking about. But I had no idea that it happened to that extent. So uh, and I, I think maybe there was a few people that knew like via their conversations with Lee, but I don't think I knew. Um, until I watched the back, like how conniving he was trying to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, the first evidence of Lee's kind of social media from 2016 were released during Rachel's season. And then Lee confirmed himself in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter that a Bachelor producer reached out to him via Facebook to be casted on the show. Um, so, do you think the producers had? sort of a race-baiting storyline plotted out for Rachel's season? Um, I don't think so. Um, like I said, I, I like to think people are inherently good. And I think that's where my flaw is. Yep. I, like to, I like to think that, no, there's no way they would like to. Like, nobody hates, everybody hates racism. Why would you want to encourage somebody that's racist? But I do think that certain things that they potentially maybe did on purpose. Mm. Do I think Lee, that Rachel really wanted, was more attracted to Lee over me? Hell no. Right. Yeah. Do, so, but I do think it made sense to keep him around to give the public what they want, or not the public, producers what they wanted, and that was a two-on-one with Rachel, with those two on the day. So, I don't like to think that they went out and actively said, okay, we need got a black lead, we need a, a, a white supremacist or a racist or whatever. But, I, like I said, this is probably my flaw, I do think they're like, okay, we get this guy from the South that looks like it may be interesting to have him on the show. Maybe he could, you know, bring something interesting to the show, whatever. 
that probably all leads to yes that because they do look at all they ask for all our social media you know handles and all that stuff right. so they probably scrubbed, scrubbed all of that so mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be surprised I hope that wasn't the case but I like to think people are, are, are good by nature so I hope it wasn't you got a good heart, Diggy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I try. I try. You really got a good heart because I don't know. I can't see past that. Yeah. He had some crazy mm-hmm. Facebook, you know, comments and statuses, and they they sought him out via. That's how Facebook. they got him. Facebook, so for yeah. them to say they never saw it or they never thought about this storyline, this potential storyline ahead of time, I don't know. Not it doesn't connect to me. I mean, one thing that is like kind of disturbing to think about is like imagine if the hypothetical worst case scenario happened with lee where lee really showed his ass like his really showed his racist ass and kenny you know wasn't able to keep his cool and maybe punched him or did something on right on national television we're just trying to understand like what what were the producers by casting Lee, trying to potentially ignite in the house. Like, why plan to potentially have this angry black character come out on the show? On the on the season of the first Black Bachelor yeah. at that. Um, drama, maybe. If they, if they were trying to do that, I would say the only reason incentive that they have is just an added drama. Like, because the thing is, we all, all the other guys, we got along well in the house. We still talk, like, damn near every day, just about random stuff, whatever, you know. Um, but it's just like, maybe they wanted something to kind of stir some sort of drama, um, make something that's a little bit interesting. The one thing I do think uh, a lot of people, well, majority of people were just like, oh my God, how is Lee on the show? He's horrible, whatever. So you didn't have anybody smart on their part that'll come out and actively support Lee. But you do have, uh, you know, some people that probably secretly was like, yeah, okay, they, they secretly feel that way. So um, I'm not sure exactly, you know, why they potentially would do something like that. But um, I think drama would probably be the number one thing if I had to guess. Mm-hmm. That's, ugh, that's like the grossest drama to yeah. try to bring onto a show, but... Yeah, yeah, they're making. I mean, they got to make a show, I guess. I guess, but I love watching exactly. bromances. I don't. I wouldn't mind watching you guys all hanging out, you yeah. know, <laughs> playing basketball, playing spades, and having That's little. Fo- oh, speaking of which, me and Kenny, Kenny was my spades partner. We played spades. <laughs> oh. I, we taught we taught Dean how to play spades. Oh wow! Oh. By the, by the end of the day. That's a fun fact that you have never got a chance to see, which I'm pissed you didn't. Yeah. Um, see. Dean. Dean was playing spades and drinking Hennessy by the end of the day. Oh my god. <laughs> Would have loved to watch had, that. He never, he never had Hennessy before. What? And never played spades before. And it was it was so funny. Oh my god. Wow. Y'all had Dean at a damn cookout <laughs> here. And then he fell in love with Rachel. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love it. Um so with the men on the Mentel All special, you know, we're supposed to have this moment where we're gonna like crucify Lee. And as a black viewer watching this, I, it just wasn't very satisfying. You know, we have a moment where you guys are all grilling the shit of Lee, Rachel's grilling Lee. But then at the end, we have to sit and watch, you know, Kenny be the bigger person, forgive Lee. There's this weird, like, kumbaya moment of racial harmony. And 
it just felt as if the producers were trying to like force this apology and Kenny's forgiveness down our throats as if they were like scurrying to, you know, let's end all of this racial talk. Let's get our white viewers feeling comfortable again. We can't, we can't do this race stuff too much. When you were sitting there, you know, watching the Kumbaya and everybody hug it out, um, what were you feeling in that moment? I was, I was kind of over it. I was like, I'm like, look, I was very upset as far as my thing is, his whole thing was, and he kept repeating it, and trust me, you guys saw the edited version. It went on a lot longer than what you guys saw. Mm-hmm. But he kept saying, I'm ignorant. I just, I didn't know. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I need to learn, or whatever he kept saying, I'm uninformed. And so my thing is like, and I, I, either I said it or Anthony said it or maybe somebody else, but like, yo, it's 2018. Thank you. When, when do you think that this is, you need to learn? Like, what do you mean uninformed? Right. That, that racism is not okay. Like, <laughs> like, how don't you know that by now? Mm-hmm. But, and I think, I was, at this point, like I said, we kept going back and forth, back and forth. And it's as far as, like, I need to learn. I'm uninformed and all this stuff. And uh, I'm sorry if, if I, what I said offended you. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You shouldn't have those thoughts, period. You shouldn't be worried about it. We're offended. You should be wondering why you think that way. Exactly. And so, the issue is, when you realize that people like that tend to hang with other people like that. So when you're in a scenario that, uh, when he's back home with his friends or whatever, not calling his friends racist, but, um, they probably would not call him out or something like that if he said it or whatever. Whereas when you come to the house with 11 black dudes and you say the wrong, he didn't, at least to me, he didn't say anything like the wrong thing or whatever to our face, but, uh, you're in a whole different environment. So you're taking what you used to do back in Mississippi, Tennessee, where he's from. You bring it to L.A. and you don't see what's wrong with it because you're used to doing it every day. Mm-hmm. So I just got to the point where I'm like, I'm not and have no plans to hang out with this dude ever again. Mm-hmm. So if he's not going to understand why we're upset immediately, um, then I'm not going to waste my breath on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what got me. It's like, why are we having this conversation? Why don't you understand that racism is, should not be an issue in 2018? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And, and what what brings me, what made me more upset, like, he would do in the house, like, secret handshakes and all this shit with us and whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. he tried to act like he'd do, like, he, one thing he did with me is like, hey, Dave, what's going on? He came up, like, tried to do the secret handshake with me. I'm like, bro, first of all, no. Second of, all, <laughs> second of all, if we had a secret handshake, you can't. This, this is the first time we're doing this. Like, you have to rehearse it. Like, I would know the handshake. I would, I would know the handshake. So it's like you, you really were trying to find you know, all this stuff. So there's a lot of stuff like that that, that happened. But mm-hmm. uh, it just, uh, yeah, I just was like, you know what? I, I don't like to waste my time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not here to be a teacher or whatever. Right. If, I can, if you don't understand what racism is wrong to the 18, I can tell you, and then if you still don't get it, look, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. Yeah, that's just so exhausting and unfair to y'all that they would, you know, plop this ignorant, whatever you want to call it, in the house. It's almost, it's triggering for you guys, Mm -hmm. and then the burden of responsibility is now on y'all to to help him him and educate him and... And anybody got time for this? So, you know, after The Bachelorette, you decided to go to Paradise, 
And, you know, fresh off of Rachel's season with everything that went down with Lee and, you know, I don't know if you were thinking in your head about the producers and their thoughts of, like, putting this character in the house and blah, 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 blah. Like, were you at all dubious or worried about going on Bachelor in Paradise um, of the producers, knowing what just went down in the house at, at Bachelorette? No, I wasn't. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't worried about it. Um, but I, I kind of just learned from the Bachelorette. Because like, okay, I was very... The thing is, with me, as far as going to the Bachelorette, I was very nervous because I I know it's a lot about editing. And I was like, I don't want to say anything to get misconstrued, to go the wrong way in America, um, hate me or whatever. Because as much as I tweet, you can't win the internet. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if people keep tweeting me, tweeting me, Instagram this, I can't, you know, defend myself against everybody. So I was very, I, on the Bachelorette, I was more so like the guy with the facial expressions as opposed to somebody who actually would say something. Mm-hmm. So I learned that going on the show, and then when it was time for Paradise, it was more so like, okay, I see how this works. Okay, after watching The Bachelorette back, and I was just like, you know, in Paradise, I'm gonna go out here, and I'm gonna do my thing, I'm gonna have fun, and I'm gonna try to, you know, find find uh, somebody that I'm really interested in in the meantime. So uh, I wasn't really worried about that mm-hmm. because I was not going to let myself uh, be in that in that boat. Mm-hmm. So there's like a because one thing I'm really interested in is like this relationship with the producers. So it's like you get friendly with them, you spend a lot of time with them, but at the same time, it sounds like you always were kind of conscious conscious of, you know, these people are cool, but at the same time, they're making a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but there was there was one thing. It's just like you realize you'll say something, and then the next day it comes to fruition, and you like, man, I, this girl over here, like. And, you know, I'll just make up a hypothetical situation. Like, man, Ashley, she's bad. And I'm talking to the producer. You're like, man, she's so bad, whatever. And mm-hmm. then he's like, man, you really like her? <laughs> she's cute, whatever. Next day, a date card, Diggy uh, and Ashley. I'm like, wait, what? Oh. Like, uh, that, you, so you realize how stuff happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, those conversations that you think may be private yeah. uh, may not be as private as you think. Right. But a lot of times you forget that you are wearing a mic if mm-hmm. you're not in the shower or in the pool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I got I got so comfortable at, in paradise and the liquor's flowing nonstop. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just like, man, I forgot I said something, and it was just like I realized it really quickly. Like, Crap! Like, <laughs> you were saying the mic, you get so comfortable, and that's how they pick up on stuff, probably. Mm. That's so interesting. That's how mm-hmm. they get you. <laughs> I know. Wow. So you definitely had a lot more luck in Paradise. You had three ladies, Lacey, Dominique, and Jamie. Um, Filming only lasted, was it like 10 days or something like that? Uh, It was longer than 10 days. It was probably total, probably about three, three and a half weeks. Oh, okay. Is that including the the little break with Demario's Um, foolishness? No, that's outside. Outside of that, okay. Yeah, it's outside of that. So, in that, I mean, three weeks is still a short time. Did you feel like you had, like, real feelings with these girls? Did you see actual potential outside the show with any of them? Um, yeah, I think I did. But the only thing is, you gotta realize, none of them, we're meeting two, three weeks. It's almost like a spring break fling for the for the most part. So right. None of us really live, at least the girls I was with, a lot of these people live in pockets. Like, a lot of them live in L.A., 
Some of them live in Florida. Mm. Some live on the East Coast. Uh, but I, nobody lived in Chicago. So when you, you get a chance to develop this relationship, man, this is great to continue to try to build on something from across the country. It's just really hard. So mm-hmm. I think all three of them have definitely have some great qualities in them that I can definitely see outside of the show. But just trying to build on something like that uh, makes it really hard. Mm-hmm. And when you when you don't live close, yeah, the long distance immediately just kills it. Yeah, <laughs> it just kills it. It's... But it, make, it makes for a fun, um, fun summer, but it just kills it. Yeah. So nothing, no fun updates after you weren't able to work it out with any of them. No, I mean they're all great. Like Lacey's great, Dominique's amazing, Jamie's amazing. Um, we like I said, when I, whenever I go to LA, I see most of them. Um, Jamie came to Chicago a few months ago, so I saw her. Um, we still all talk, um, but it's more so like uh, I think the only relationship that that lasted after Paradise is Adam Raven. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Derek and Taylor mm-hmm. engaged, but Adam Raven. Um, I think, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think that, I think that's it from our method, but um, but yeah. So it was uh, nothing, but yeah, she got some really great friends out of it. That's good. Nice. nice. That, yeah. So, Diggy, as he said, and as we said, is from Chicago. He was clowning us about the cold off mic, <laughs> yet we did not see him on winter games, where you could have been skiing and snowboats, all that, all the winter sports. So why weren't you on winter games? Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I, I think I kind of know. Um, so a couple things. They, I think they asked, like, they asked a lot of people, like, would you be interested? And one thing people don't know about me is I referee college basketball as well. Mm. And so um, between November and, shoot, now, this is my busiest time of the year. Mm. And once you get to the collegiate level, it's really it's really hard to do certain stuff. So mm. um, when they were like, yeah, we, we'll be filming in December, and I was like, well, you can count me out. Mm. So, um so yeah, I, I kind of eliminated myself from even potential consideration. Not sure if they would even ask me, mm. but it's more of an interesting. Hey, are you interested in? We're gonna be filming, and then are you available? It's only December. I'm like, not can't do it. So mm. okay. Uh, so I don't know if I would have got picked or, or not, but uh, I think when you have a cast of what eight, nine, I think I really liked Josiah because Josiah is hilarious. So I think the fact that Josiah can get a chance to go back on TV. <laughs> and uh, Gosh. I, the thing is, we become really close, and as far as the guys in the house, so I don't need to be on the Bachelorette and the Paradise, and then Bachelorette games. Like I know Josiah because Josiah's a lawyer, so he doesn't he doesn't have as probably as flexible work schedule as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so he couldn't take off a month to go film um, Paradise potentially. I don't know if they asked him or not, but it probably was a lot easier for him to take off like a couple weeks. Probably some weeks, and then we did like four episodes to mm-hmm. go film that. So, um, so yeah, I'm uh, I'm all for it mm. in that. Okay, okay. Little Josiah got a little chance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that, was, that was fun. Uh, so, if you were on Winter Games, who, which girls would you have gone for? Uh, Bibiana. Wow, that was quick. That was super fast. Wow. Wow. Make sure you edit that out. I need some. I need some time. <laughs> You gotta shoot your shot in the DMs. I need some time. No, I mean she's 
I thought from Rachel season, I mean, not Rachel season, Ari season, I mean, if you look at the tweets, you probably could saw like, when she got sent home, I was upset. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think, uh, I think she's super dope from what I've seen. Uh, I haven't met her or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I, it definitely would have been Viviana. Um, Claire, I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. And I was really pissed at Chris, the German or whatever, like, yo, you haven't kissed her yet? Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> she, you are in a house with no TV, no internet, no phone. Right, what, what else, else y'all doing? doing? <laughs> I mean, I would have been out there slapping her down. Like, <laughs> I don't understand why. Like, bro, what you, what you doing? <laughs> oh, so, my God. That's uh, funny. So, yeah, it, it, that's kind of how, uh, I would say if I had to pick. Okay. Uh, it probably would have been her. I think Ashley I has a great personality too. Um, Oof. <laughs> that's, a, that's an aggressive personality. Yeah, really, yeah, she's a lot. She's really a lot. Aggressive. It's more so, okay. I, I mean, I still think she has a great personality. She's more so outgoing and stuff like that. And so if you're a, as a somebody I'm attracted to, somebody's like somebody can give me shit because I'm gonna talk shit, and mm-hmm. if you can give it to me back, it's gonna be great. So. That's probably what I was saying. Somebody who's not mm-hmm. quiet. Like, I can tell Bibi, Bibiana probably talks shit nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's it's kind of great. So, um, but yeah, if I, if I had to pick somebody, it would probably be one of those three. Okay. okay. Those, are, those are good choices. Those are. We were really rooting for Bibiana. So. Yeah. And Claire, too. I think yes, Claire, Claire. it's about time she found some love. Yes. So. Yes. That's well, yeah, she found her love. She sure yeah, did. Yeah, she definitely did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ari's season was just so boring and awful and just a tragedy. Um, the ending was so ridiculous how they dragged it on for weeks and hours and just made us watch this uncut footage, yada, yada, yada. And at the end, it really left at least us thinking that there are some changes that need to be made. What changes do you think need to be made to this franchise as someone who has been behind the scenes? They need a person of color. Thank you. Yes! I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, like, uh, change it up. Like, mm-hmm. um, like person of color, we, we finally got a, a, you know, a black president. Um, mm-hmm. thought, thought we were going to get a female president. We did not, but I think change is good. Um, and I think that's something that could kind of revive the franchise because I mean I, I don't know how long you guys were watching it this is I watched Paradise for the last two years um I don't know how you guys do it but all these these all these leads look the same to me and it's just like I mean yeah obviously they have different personalities and stuff like that but I'm all down for like somebody who could be different mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the differences of people and so I think if you have the opportunity to like alright we're you know what this person is it's their time let's try something different let's go down mm-hmm. um one road on the flip side mm-hmm. i do think like i said this is the analyst in me for for my job is like if if it's not broke don't fix it it's probably the mentality that they're getting they're getting 10 million viewers for the most part regardless of it's a you know, woman lead, male lead, white lead, black lead. They did the Hispanic with I heard Juan Pablo or whatever. So if, <clears throat> if their viewership's going to change, um, why, what incentive do they have to take their risk? And that's probably what the producers or, or in casting are probably thinking. 
But I do think as we evolved in 2018, we have more than enough um, great candidates to put on that. Like mm-hmm. Eric, yeah. myself, mm-hmm. um, I'll end the list there. Um, but <laughs> 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 we see what you're doing, Diggy. Wow. <laughs> just, just in case ABC is listening. Um, you, you got two choices, ABC. Right. <laughs> you got me or Eric. Eric, if you're listening, if you get on, I expect a guest appearance. <laughs> so, uh, no, I think that's what they need to switch it up. Yeah. Because, I mean, listen, yeah. I'm going to be real. Like, after 13 seasons of The Bachelorette, 20 plus seasons of The Bachelor, mm-hmm. how much longer does this go on? Exactly. Like, it's like, so I, I feel like that's what I would like to see. I'm not like a super loyal viewer, but I mean, I, I would hope, and I, I know a lot of people of all races that were really excited and rocked with Rachel. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm glad about time and all this stuff. So, yeah. I think they probably would do something. Yeah, and and like you said, you appreciate the differences in people, and that's yeah. what, as a black viewer, we're sitting watching the differences in us mm-hmm. yeah. for hours and hours and hours and years and years and years. We need to see some. Somebody who looks like us on TV. Mm-hmm. It, you know, tired mm-hmm. of appreciating. And not even about the black viewers, because even, I mean, even we have a lot of white listeners on yeah, our podcast that email us like, we love hearing your perspective. It's so cool. Da, 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 because there's no other podcasters of color who are talking about The Bachelor. And so, I mean, I think they almost underestimate their white viewers as well, that mm-hmm. they want to see the same shit every season. Like, yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, they don't. Right. Especially yeah. out here, here in Chicago. I've seen so many white girls with black dudes that, of course, that's what they want to see. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So, uh, they probably more mad than you guys are. Like, yeah. 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 So, uh, I'm like, I said, I'm all for it. Like, whatever it is, but I do think um, it's it's time for change. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I think uh, I think we've had some candidates on the season, not necessarily just my season. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they got uh, they got some people to choose from. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it's it's it'd be good if it could happen. Yeah, well, we'll keep hoping and praying. Yeah, we we'll will. See. <laughs> well, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. This was such a great conversation and mm-hmm. really really insightful. Um, and people can find you at morethanatie.com, right, on your yes. blog, um, and on your social media, if you could just say your handles real quick. Yeah, um, Twitter and Instagram, both the same, Diggy Moreland, D-I-G-G-Y-M-O-R-E-L-A-N-D, um, and yeah, pretty active on both of them. Nice. Cool. And are you doing anything fun or creative that you want to share? Um, just working on my blog, um, I've always been into fashion and stuff like that. So I'm kind of working on just getting a lot of articles I write all the content on my site and then just uh, hearing and hearing about what the people want to hear about. And then I just write about uh, some of the things that I like, some of the things that I think guys uh, could use for as advice. Because I think guys don't like to put too much effort in their look, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to dispel that myth, the myth that, hey, if you do, good things can happen. So Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll keep watching you. We really appreciate coming on. This was awesome. We want to remind all our listeners to please rate, review, and subscribe. You can also, you know, interact with us on Twitter. 
Our handle is the number two, BLK Girls, the number one, Rose. And you can always email us at the number two, Black Girls, the number one, Rose at gmail.com. And we, guys, we are taking a two-week hiatus. We need a little break. <laughs> we need a break. We've been pumping out this content. I need to go on vacation. Yep. So we will see y'all in two weeks. Um, back with some more goodness. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.